888-835-2414. This is Learning with Leslie. Hello and welcome to another episode of Learning with Leslie. I'm your host, Leslie Samuel from learningwithleslie.com. And I got a lot of exciting stuff to deal with today. Today has been a very interesting, hectic, crazy, and all that stuff. All that. It's been crazy. Um, but it's been very rewarding, and I've made a number of changes today. This is the week of change If you read my uh, message from yesterday, I told you that I'm going to be making a few changes this week. And today was the big day for the biggest change. So let me just tell you a little bit about what we're going to do today. Today, I'm going to give you a few updates in terms of what these changes are. I'm going to take two questions, one from Andre about growing your mailing list, one from Ty from TravelToStLucia.com about bounce rate. Then we also have a message left by John about the Learning with Leslie Mastermind. And um, let's see, I have another comment from about that. And then we're going to get into the 4-Hour Workweek, uh, which is the book that we are currently going through in the Mastermind group. So let's just get right into it. Some updates. <laughs> Today has been a hectic day. Now, yesterday, I sent you out a message saying that I'm closing my Twitter account, my Uh, the freebie guy Twitter account, that will be no more. I am closing that account and I'm using my real name, Leslie Samuel. So if you want to follow me on Twitter and see what I'm doing there, you can connect with me, twitter.com slash Leslie Samuel, or just search for Leslie Samuel in Twitter. I think that should get you to it also. That was change number one. Now, change number two is a little bigger than that. It's not just changing my Twitter account. It's actually changing my entire domain name. Can you believe that? I am no longer going to be referring to myself as the freebie guy. I'm going to be referring to myself as myself. Well, I'm not going to call myself myself. I'm going to call myself Leslie. Um, and since the name of this podcast is Learning with Leslie, I, th- I thought it'd be very appropriate to have... Uh, my main domain be learningwithleslie.com. So from now on, you want to check out what I'm doing? You want to check out my blog? Don't go to the freebie guy. It's going to redirect you to learningwithleslie.com. Now, you might be wondering why I've made that change. Well, there are a number of reasons why I made that change. The first reason, um, the freebie guy is really no longer relevant. It's not highly relevant to what I'm doing. Before, I was into freebie trading. So the freebie guy is exactly what I want, you know, because I'm t- talking all about freebies, but I'm no longer talking about freebies. I think what I'm doing is much more than anything that can be classified as freebie. Yes, you're going to be getting free information, um, but the main aspect of what I'm doing has nothing to do with freebies. So I didn't want to keep that name. Another reason for that change is because the way I had it set up before, I think, was a bit confusing um, because my main domain was thefreebieguy.net. My name is Leslie Samuel. 
I had a podcast, learningwithleslie.com. If you went to learningwithleslie.com, it redirected you to the part of the freebie guide that dealt with the podcast. And, you know, that's just that's just a bit too confusing. And I know I knew it was confusing because I was starting to have a hard time explaining it to people. And if it's if it's so uh, <laughs> if it's so complex that you can't explain it, then something's wrong, in my opinion. Um, so for me, it seemed like that would be the change to make. So I made that change. Another reason is because I want to be as real as possible. I want you to know me just as I am. And if you like who I am, great. If you don't like who I am, that's fine. You know, go and find another blog or another podcast to listen to that has someone that uh, appeals to you a little more than I do. And hey, I, I, I don't take offense to that whatsoever. So I, I wanted to be more me because th- that's the best I know how to be. I can be me better than I can be anybody else. So learningwithleslie.com, that is where you're going to find me from here on. This is not the end of the change. Um, the end of the changes, there are a few other things that I'm going to be changing over the next few days, and I'll let you know about those. So stay tuned for that. I think that's that's everything. Those are the main reasons. Oh, no, another reason is I didn't really like the name The Freebie Guy anymore. Um, and, and when making the change, there was a lot. I've, I've been thinking about this for a long time, and I hesitated to make the change because I know that I've established myself as the freebie guy. My domain was getting authority in Google, and I'm getting search engine traffic. I have a PR of um, a page rank of four. No, not four. I'm sorry, of three. And I knew that that was going to continue to increase. And uh, the question was, should I make the change and lose the rankings to build it up again? And I said, you know what? It's better to do it now. Make the changes. And if that's what I really want to do, make the changes and then build on what I've already built, uh, what I've already established, and continue to build more on that. So that's what I'm going to be doing. I think I've covered that enough. So I have two questions that came in on the hotline. One is from Andre about um, giving people incentives to join your mailing list. And one is from Ty from TravelToStLucia.com about bounce rate and one, uh, this is not a question, but a comment from John from askjohnenglish.com. So what I'm going to do is I'm just going to play the first question and I'm going to try to answer it as best as possible. So Andre, take it away. Hey, Leslie, what's going on, man? It's Andre. Um, I think this call is going to be answered uh, on your blog, so that would be great. I can always check back for that. I just wanted to say, first of all, thanks for all the information you're really putting out there. I think I'm learning much faster than even when I was in college. <laughs> but anyway, listen, here's the question. Um, I wanted to find out uh, about the the uh, the mailing list. When you set up a mailing list on your site, um, what kind of incentives should someone use or give me a range of incentives that we can use to set up a mailing list that would encourage visitors to join in. You know, you, of course, nobody wants to receive spam, but you also want to be able to, you know, give them something tangible. So can you give me a range of uh, tangible options uh, that we could use to um, encourage visitors to my website uh, to join the mailing list? Thanks so much for answering. I look forward to hearing your answer when I check it out uh, pretty soon. 
Take care. All right, Andre, thank you so much for calling in that question. I'm going to just let everybody know. Uh, (laughs) Andre is actually my cousin, and he's over there in Paris right now. And we've been talking a lot about internet marketing, and I put him on to some of the things that I was doing, and he's been following along on my journey. Um, So I'm glad to have him uh, checking out what I'm doing. I'm also glad that he's getting a lot of value from it, and I've been getting a, a lot of feedback from a number of you guys about how much you're learning from these episode. So um, thank you all for your comments. Thanks, Andre, for your um, support. <laughs> and I, does that sound kind of cheesy? You have your cousin calling in to ask a question? I didn't, I didn't ask him to call in, by the way. He called in because he legitimately had that question. So if, if you're wondering about that. Anyhow, why does it sound like I'm making excuses? No, it's just full disclosure. You know what's going on. You know the deal. I keep it real. Hey, that rhymes. You know the deal. I keep it real. Okay, let's move on. All right, so his question was a very good question. Um, What kind of incentives can you give people to entice them to subscribe to your mailing list? Now, first of all, I want to emphasize something that you've probably heard numerous times. And that is that the value is in the list. The money is in the list. If you are building an online business and you're using um, some of the strategies that I recommend, you definitely want to make sure you have a mailing list in place. If you do not get started, I recommend AWeber um, to get started with that. There are others, but AWeber is among the best and I love it. And that's why I recommend it. Um, So you can check that out. Um, let's see. So what, what can you do to get people to want to sign up, up sign, uh, sign up to your mailing list? Just having an opt-in form is not going to cut it. You need to make sure you're giving them something of value. And in exchange for getting that value, they have to give you the, their email address. Okay. So they give you their email address in order to get something that is valuable to them. So the question you need to ask is, What does your target audience want? What do they need? What are they looking for? And then can you go and get that and give that to them in exchange for them signing up to your mailing list? So some examples of things that you can do. You can write a free ebook. And that ebook can be on, you know, it depends on your niche. It depends on the topic of your blog. So um, you can write an ebook on the five best ways to get traffic to your website if you have a, a blog on internet marketing, for example. That would be something that uh, people are looking for. People are looking for ways to get traffic. So if you write an ebook, five best ways to get um, traffic to your website, they will give you their email address or it, they'll be more likely to give you their email address in exchange for getting that resource if they see that as something of value. So it all depends on what your niche is. Um, in addition to a free ebook, there are other things that you can give. For example, a free report, uh, which is similar to a free ebook, but much shorter. Writing an ebook takes a lot of time, significantly more than a free report. An ebook can be 40, 50, 60, 70. I've even had um, over 100 pages for an ebook. But a free report can be a three page report. It can be a one page report uh, as long as it provides value. You can give away a free video teaching a certain concept. You can uh, write up an e course and deliver it via your autoresponder sequence. Okay, you sign up for a seven day course on how to train your dog fast 
Okay, that's that that's a, a an e-course that you can do. Um, you can record a webinar. You can. Uh, there's so many different things that you can do. The main thing you want to make sure is that you're giving value to the your website visitors. Um, now, also depending on your niche, there might be some niche specific things that you can think of and do. And that's up to you to know your niche. For example, I have my biology website, and I have biology videos and biology resources. I know that biology teachers are going to come to my website, and I know that one of the things they are looking for uh, would be um, PowerPoints on the different concepts in biology. So what I did is I put together a bunch of PowerPoints, and I say, hey, uh, sign up to my mailing list, and you will get access to all of my PowerPoints. You can go to my website at interactive-biology.com, and if it's the first time you're visiting that website, you'll see it's going to have a pop-up saying hey, uh, you can get access to all of my, you can get free instant access to all of my PowerPoints. Uh, just enter your first name and your email address. And I'm getting a lot of people um, signing up to that list just to get that. Um, let me look at my autoresponder account right now. I can see that, okay, this is taking a, a little while. I didn't prepare um, to answer this as well as I could have. Um, and you know what? Just to let you know, I live in the middle of nowhere, and I mean, literally, and my internet speeds here are terrible. If you know anything about technology, my internet speeds, if, if I try really, well, not try really hard, on a very good day, I might get 900 kilobits per second. It's pretty sad. Anyhow, so I can see today so far, eight people signed up for my PowerPoints. Yesterday, 25 people signed up to get my PowerPoints. And the day before, I had 14 people sign up to get my PowerPoints. So you see, you just have something that website visitors are looking for, um, something that delivers a lot of value and give that to them. I hope I didn't go too long with that question, um, but I hope that also delivers some value. We're going to go to our next question, and that is from Ty from TravelToStLucia.com. Hi, Leslie. This is Ty from TravelToStLucia.com. And my question is regarding analytics on my blog and specifically the bounce rate. I'd like to know what is a bounce rate? How do you analyze a bounce rate? And also, what's a good or bad bounce rate? And what is what type of bounce rate should you aim to have on your blog? Thank you. Bye-bye. All right. That's another good question. Thank you, Ty, for asking that. What is a bounce rate? Well, the bounce rate basically tells you the, the percentage of people that come to your website and they only visit one page. In other words, they come to your website, they see what it's about, but they don't stick around they leave. So it gives you that percentage. If you have a 50% bounce rate, that means half of the people that come to your website stay and half of the people that come to your website leave. And what you're going to notice is that depending on the source of that traffic, you're going to have a different bounce rate. Now, if your bounce rate is high, that means that the page that the, your visitors are coming to is not very relevant to the visitors. Okay, and you want to make sure it's as relevant as possible. Now, you ask the question, what is a good bounce rate? 
And you know, that's that's debatable. I know a lot of well, I know a lot of people get bounce rates of like 70 and 80 percent. Some get lower. Um, I can't really tell you what's a good range. What I can tell you is what kind of a bounce rate I get. So let me pull up my stats here. Uh, my interactive biology website, my bounce rate, it's definitely higher than I would like it to be, 64.13%. And that's just me letting you know how it is. Um, on my thefreebieguy.net, well, not the freebie guy anymore, it's learningwithleslie.com, my bounce rate is higher than that. It's 75.41%. So that means that 75% of the people that visit my website leave. Um, and the biology one, that means that 64% of the people that visit my website also leave. Now, that sounds high, doesn't it? Um, but there's a few things I want you to take into consideration. Uh, I have a number of images on my website, for example. And what I get is a lot of people searching for those types of images and they get that out of Google Images and they never really take the time to visit the site. They just get the images the images, and they go. So um, that would be someone that really just didn't stay at all. And if you have a lot of people doing that, that's going to make your bounce rate look higher and that might, you know, if you don't look at it carefully, it might tell you that... Uh, it, well, it might lead you to think that your website isn't performing well and so on. But now if I go into my analytics and I try to drill down on more detail, I can see that, for example, the percentage of people, when people come from YouTube, which is where I have my biology videos, my bounce rate is 36%. And there are a number of other very relevant traffic sources where I get low bounce rates, so like 30 and 20%. And then there are going to be others where I get significantly higher bounce rate, but that's not targeted traffic. And when you look at overall bounce rate, it's giving you that overall picture, but it's not giving you as much detail. So if you see a high bounce rate, don't be too discouraged. Um, look at the details to see if um, there are certain traffic sources that are giving you high bounce rates. And if they are giving you high bounce rates, then you know that's not a, uh, as valuable a traffic source as a traffic source that's giving you um, a high bounce, I mean a low bounce rate, sorry. So uh, another example, search engine. I get a lot of search engine traffic, but I've noticed that my bounce rate for search engines, 71%. Okay, so that means that um, yes, some of the, the traffic is definitely sticking and it's definitely valuable because I'm getting a lot of hits from Google, um, but it's a higher bounce rate than coming from a biology website. So I have a biology website that's sending me traffic and there's a bounce rate of 54%. Um, there's another one with a bounce rate of 53% and so on. So it varies from traffic source to traffic source. How much attention should you pay to bounce rate? Ah, uh, you know... You can spend a lot of time worrying about stats, and that is not what I would recommend. Especially when you're just getting started, it can be discouraging. Um, you, 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 it, it, it doesn't necessarily give you the full picture. What gives you the full picture? A better picture, in my opinion, is the engagement. For example, I can look at the bounce rate and see it's uh, in the 60s, um, but when I look at the comments and the feedback that I'm getting, I'm getting a lot and it's good quality feedback. I know that I'm doing something right. So, um, yeah, that's my, that's my take on bounce rate. 
Oh, another thing to mention about bounce rate. If you notice it's higher than you would want it to be, there are some changes that you can make to make that better. My biology website, I just made some changes that simplified my website so that my visitors knew exactly where I wanted them to go. When they come to the main page, they have two options. They can watch videos or they can take quizzes. And since I've done that, and I just did it a few days ago, my bounce rate went from 70-something percent to 50-something percent. So that was a change that I made that really affected my bounce rate positively. So that's all I want to say on bounce rate. Now, I want to get to talking about the Learning with, Ma with Leslie Mastermind group, how we're studying the four-hour work week. Um, but before I get into that, I have a comment from John that I want to share with you guys. So here we go with John from AskJohnEnglish.com. G'day, Leslie. This is John from AskJohnEnglish.com. I just heard your uh, idea about the four-hour work week. I've got my copy, and I'm looking forward to it. I can't wait to see what you've got in mind. Two months of, of keeping each other accountable, and, and it sounds awesome. So thank you. Great idea. Looking forward to it. Thank you so much, John, for that comment. And I'm so glad to have you along on this journey. Um, there's also a comment from Ty on the same topic. She says, I, want, I also want to encourage everyone out there who has listened to your show to just join the group because you have absolutely nothing to lose and a new life to gain. Many people pay good money to join paid mastermind groups, and this is free, so let's all take advantage. Now, what she's saying there is very accurate. I've been a part of mastermind groups, and I've spent um, $97 a month. I've spent more than that to get coaching, and I mean, I've spent as much as $1,000 in a month uh, just on getting feedback um, from other marketers. Um, so th this is something that we can do together, and I'm glad to have those of you. I'm glad to have John on here, uh, Ty. I'm glad to have Chris. Um, and everyone else, I know there are some people listening to this that have not called in and left comments, but I'm glad to have you all along on the journey. Just to recap a little bit of, on what we're doing, the book that we have chosen to go through is The 4-Hour Workweek by Tim Ferriss. And, and right now, for this week, this is the first week, our job is to read up to and including chapter two. So there's some preliminary stuff, and then there's chapter one, and then chapter two. And that is what we should be reading. You should be reading. I have read that. Well, I've read the book. Uh, this is my third time now going through the book. But I'm focusing right now on chapters one and two, and I want for you to do the same. Now, actually, there's one more comment that I just remembered um, that I wanted to talk about Ty also left a comment because she has a, a traveling blog, traveling to Saint, travel to travel2stlucia.com, and her question was, okay, because I, I said um, that I want you guys to post about this to your blogs, and when you post about it, send me a link, and I will link back to that so that we can keep track of what, each other, what we're all doing and encourage each other along this two-month journey and so on. But there are some of you that are listening to this and your blog is not relevant to making money online or internet marketing and those type of things. So this is what I want you guys to do. You can still be involved and I want you still to be involved. If there's a way you can incorporate the four-hour workweek concept into what you're doing, do it. Uh, go ahead and write about it from the perspective of uh, something that's uh, appealing to your target audience. 
Um, for example, Ty is writing a travel blog. Well, the four-hour work week is all about freeing up time and uh, money so that you can be able to do the things that you want to do so that you can be able to travel. And he talks a lot about travel, actually. So that's a way that, Ty, you can take this four-hour work week concept and still talk about it. How are you freeing up time so that you can be able to travel to St. Lucia? What are some of the steps that you are taking? What are some of the things you are doing so that you can um, be more mobile and work from on your vacation if you want to uh, and those type of things. You see, that's one angle that you can come at it for. So if you can find a way to incorporate it into the topic of your blog, so be it. Go ahead and do that. If you cannot, if you have a blog on cooking, you probably shouldn't be talking about making money online or um, how you want to live a four-hour work week. Uh, it might not be as relevant unless you can find a very creative way of doing that. So that being said, you guys can still participate. How can you participate? Call into the hotline. Let us know what, what you're doing. Leave comments on this blog and update us in terms of what you're doing. Um, I'm encouraging everyone to even check those comments, respond to the comments, give each other um, encouragement and support, share what's working for you, what's not working for you, what are you struggling with, what are some of the lessons that you learned from reading the section that we're going through, um, how are you applying it, and what is it doing for you. You, you, you're going to hear some of the things that I'm doing. Give me feedback. Give me feedback by leaving a comment, leaving a question, calling the hotline. And I say that over again. I'm going to play the hotline so that it sticks in your brain. 888-835-2414. Okay, I, I think a number of you should have that memorized by now, and you're probably singing along with it as, um, as I play it. So... Those are ways that you can still be a, an integral part of this, um, this journey. Um, if, you want, if you're new to the concept, you don't know exactly what I'm talking about, you want to know more about it, go to LWL, for Learning with Leslie, mastermind.com. And that's going to redirect you to the part of the blog that talks about that. Um, and that's easier than me seeing out the full URL. So LWL mastermind.com and you can check out the details get in on it guys we're going to be doing this together so this first section of the book deals with definition and what we're basically doing is defining what it is um, this book deals with and what he's doing in this section is he's de defining the difference between deferrers and the new rich and the new rich is what he is encouraging us to be Deferrers are those people that say, you know what, I'm going to work hard, work hard, and I'm going to work the rest of my life until I have worked for 40, 50 years, and then I'm going to retire, and I'm going to travel, and I'm going to do all these things. And what he's encouraging us to do is to take hold of the opportunities we have today and make the best out of it. Now, in reading this book, uh, there are some things that I love, some things that I really identify with, and there are some things that I don't necessarily identify with. Number one, I love the fact that he says that he this book that he wrote was turned down by 26 of 27 publishers. 26 of 27 publishers. That means he went, he, meant, he went to one publisher and they said no. He went to another one and they said no, this book is not going to do 
anything. He went to another one and they turned him down and he did that 27 times before he came to the one that said yes. And then they said yes and look at it now. It's been on the best sellers list for a while. And what that shows me is that as we go on this journey, it's not going to be the easiest journey. And I've noticed that. Uh, it's going to take work. It's going to take consistency. And we're going to get this. We're going to have disappointments. But we just need to keep moving, keep trekking forward, keep pushing forward. And, and we are going to accomplish our goals if we try hard enough, if we try smart enough, and we do what needs to be done. So that, that was very encouraging to me because I know I've had my tough times and I still have some tough times. And yeah, it, it, that's, that's just life. Life is not always going to be a bed of roses. It's not always going to be the way we want it to be. Um, so that's, that's just how it goes. Now, there are some differences between the way he approaches certain things and I approach certain things. And that's something that I notice with a lot of internet marketers. A lot of internet marketers have these, uh, you know, <laughs> elaborate stories of how they were working for this one job and, and they couldn't be an employee and then they quit their job or they were fired from their job and they started working for another one and then another one and, and they just could not keep a job. Um, and to a certain extent, it's looked at, having a job is looked at by many marketers as if it's a bad thing. And personally, I don't look at it as a bad thing. I have one job. I'm a teacher. I love teaching. It's what I do. Whether I have a job or not, I will be teaching. So I'm in a field where I can do something that I love. Do I love everything about my job? No, I don't. But I don't think that there's anything wrong with being an employee. I don't think there's anything wrong with working for somebody else. But I do know that some of us have an entrepreneurial drive inside of us where it makes it harder for us to work for someone else. Um, and, you know, I have a, a drive like that where I want to build my own business. I want to build my own brand, even if I have a job teaching. Okay, so that's one thing, you know, that kind of stuck out to me. And I, I wanted to kind of point that out. But one thing I love is, and I'm not going to go through everything that he says in the book because you, you got to read the book for yourself. And I, I don't want to spoil that for you. I love the fact that he emphasizes that it's not all about money. It's not about getting a million dollars in the bank. It's about, um, it's about getting money, yes, but with specific reasons and defined dreams. So it has a purpose behind it. It's not just, oh, I got to make money because I, I just love money. It's money can help me accomplish some goals that I have. And when I read that, I, I started asking myself, what are my goals? What do I want to do? What do I want to accomplish? And you might be asking yourself the same thing. And I think as we start this journey, that's a very good question to ask. And you know what? I realize that when it comes to making money, I don't really care too much about the money. My reasons for wanting to make money, and this <laughs> this might sound a little out there, um, but I that's it's real. These are really my reasons. Um, number one, this not gonna sound out there. This is very common to help my family. I want my family to be comfortable. I want them to be able to do things. Uh, my extended family, I also want them to, to, you know, if I can help them out in any way, 
I would love to be able to do that. I'm from the Caribbean. I'm from St. Martin. And the family is really big to us. And I'm not saying it's not big here. But um, for me, it is definitely a very, very important thing to be able to help family out. So that is one of the reasons that I want to, um, you know, grow a business and be financially independent so I can help family. Also so that I can help uh, help my friends and others that are in need, especially young people. Now, I went to a private university, and when I first started at the university, the price of tuition, the cost of tuition, room and board and all that stuff was around $17,000. And that was tough. Uh, I got some funding from my government, but I struggled at some points. I made some bad decisions, and it was really hard financially on me for a certain period of time. And I would love to be able to help um, people get an education because I think education is invaluable. Um, And to be able to help young people with that, 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 that is something that I've always wanted to do. My wife, she's always wanted to do that too. And to be in a position where we can help others, that's great. Um, of course, we love to travel. We love seeing uh, new places. I don't really care too much about the places. I just like meeting people in different places. That That's a lot of fun for me. Um, and number four, I want to change the world. <laughs> Does that sound vague? <laughs> it's true, though. I really believe that each and every one of us has the ability to change the world. It might be just the world around us, but I I feel a passion to change the entire world. Um, I'll let you know something about me. I'm a Christian, and some of you may know that. Some of you may not know that. And if you don't, well, now you do. Some of you may not like the fact that I'm a Christian. And you know what? I don't really care. It is who I am, and it's 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 what I am, and it's a big part of my life. My wife and I, we, we have a ministry together where we go to different churches, we go to different events, and we do music, we do concerts. Um, she sings, I play the piano. You know what? I'm going to let you guys in on some of my personal stuff. Man, I'm, dang, I, I'm, I'm, I'm like giving you guys a whole lot in this. Um, if you want to check out our music ministry, um, and see a little more about what we're doing, check it out at AdonaiMusic.com. And you can see some of the things that we're trying to do over there. We really want to change the world. We want to talk about issues. We, we just started a podcast talking about issues that um, Christians face and just everyday people face. Uh, we just did the first episode, and we're going to be doing another one, so you can go over there and check it out. Um, but my passion is to change the world. I see all of the stuff that's going on and I see all of the things that young people are exposed to and I would like to be able to provide resources and tools and an environment for young people to come and just 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 grow and learn and be educated and experience that 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 relationship with God that I think that everyone should have. Um, but this, this podcast isn't about, (laughs) um, religion or anything of that sort, but that's just who I am. So I want you to know that. Um, so when I think about money, I think about the, the good that we can do with that money 
and the, the, the people that we can reach. And especially when I think about the power of the internet and, and technology and the things that can be done with that, man, it, it just gets me excited and I want to be all up in there. And I believe that you have reasons for wanting to make money. My question for you is, what are your reasons for making money? Is it just that you want to have a big um, <laughs> a big bank account? You want to have a nice car and you want to have a nice house and everything like that? You know, if that's what you want to do, hey, that can be done and more power to you. You go and do whatever you want to do. But what you need to do is have a good understanding of what your goals are. Why are you doing it? Is it for your family? Is it for your friends? Is it for yourself? Is it for your God? Is it for, what is it for? You know what? Answer that question for me. Call into the hotline. Let me know why you care about making money. What are you going through? What are you dealing with that you want to go on this journey, this four-hour work week journey, this Learning with Leslie mastermind group? And, and you know, that'd be interesting to hear. Or even just leave a comment. I want to I wanna know why you're doing this. Um, and give me your feedback on what do you think about what I'm doing. You might think it's stupid. And that's fine. Let, just, just let me know. Um, he emphasizes the 80-20 rule. And that is something that I am very much trying to get into. How, you know, 80% of your productivity comes from 20% of your effort. So there are 20% of the things that you are doing that is giving you the most benefit. And it's not a set 80 and 20, but it's just the concept of finding those things that have the biggest impact and focusing on that. Um, and then he talks about emphasizing strengths and n not worrying about trying to fix weaknesses. What are you good at and how can you leverage that and, and get even better at that so that you can deliver even more value um, to the world. There's a quote on page 34, the choices between multiplication of results using strengths or incremental improvement, fixing weaknesses that will at best become mediocre. So find what you're good at. And then focus on those things. Everything else, the things that need to be taken care of, you can outsource some of them. But you don't want to spend a majority of your time on that. And I think this is the last point that I'm going to end on because we're coming up to 40 minutes. And I don't want it to get longer than 45 minutes. He At the end of every section, he gives some questions and some actions that he wants you to take. And the questions have to do with being realistic. He's, he's encouraging us to be unrealistic with our goals. And he's asking how being realistic and responsible have kept you from the life you've wanted. And, and um, to look at what you're currently doing and ask what would happen if you do the opposite of the people around you. And what will you sacrifice if you continue on the same track for 5, 10, or 20 years? Look at what you're doing. And if this is what you want to be doing for the rest of your life, then more power to you. Go and do it and do it with all your might. But if you think you're going to have some regrets, he encourages you to think outside the box. Not necessarily always being realistic, just, just doing some big things. And I want to encourage you as we go on this journey, let's do some big things. So for today, what I want for you to do is give me a call and leave a comment, do whatever you have to do to let me know why you are doing 
this journey? Why are, you, why are you coming on this journey with me? Why are we doing this together? What are your motives behind doing it? Is it your family? Is it your friends? Is it your God? Is it, is it something in particular? Let's share that with each other and encourage each other along our journeys. So that's really all the content for today. Um, I want to thank those of you that are on this journey with me. If you want to find out more information about it, go to lwlmastermind.com and let's, let's just do this. So for the first two weeks of April, the first two chapters, we want to get through that. And then we're going to go to the next two chapters. I mean, the first week, I'm sorry. I don't know if I said two weeks in the beginning, but the first week, two chapters. Next week, the next two chapters. And we're going to take it that way. That's it for this episode. Thank you so much for listening in. I'm looking forward to getting your feedback. And I'm looking forward to doing this journey with you. This is Leslie Samuel from learningwithleslie.com. And I'll see you in the next episode.